Happy New Year. Today is January 1st, and today's reading is from Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to be reading from a new translation called the Berean Bible. Don't know a lot about it yet, but uh, it seems to be a decent translation, so we will do that. Matthew chapter 1. This is the record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab, Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth. Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. Next, David was the father of Solomon by Uriah's wife. Solomon the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asa. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat was the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Ammon, Ammon the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, the father of Abiud, Abiud, the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim, the father of Azor. Azor was the father of Zadok, Zadok, the father of Achim, and Achim, the father of Eliud. Eliud was the father of Eleazar, Eleazar, the father of Mathan, Mathan, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. In all, then, there were fourteen generations, from Abraham to David, fourteen from David to the exile to Babylon, and fourteen from the exile to the Christ. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged in marriage to Joseph, but before they came together she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and was unwilling to disgrace her publicly, he resolved to divorce her quietly. But after he had pondered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to embrace Mary as your wife, for the one conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and embraced Mary as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son And he gave him the name Jesus. 
And now for my devotional on this passage. When I was growing up in the church and in a Christian school, I heard preachers occasionally say that someone was, quote-unquote, on the shelf. And that phrase, on the shelf, was used to describe a Christian who had sinned in such a way that they said, the preacher said, God would never use him or her again. Now, usually what the preacher had in mind was a big sin, as we think of them, like divorce or adultery. I'm sure murder would be in that category, and probably others. But the implication of this on-the-shelf language was that some sins were so bad that God would never use that sinner again. God wouldn't throw them away in terms of salvation, because salvation is permanent. But the thinking went, God would put you away, where you can't do any good for him and hopefully won't do any damage. Now, I'm here to tell you that's garbage. Here in Matthew chapter 1, we have a record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. It's a record of many people we know nothing about, and a few people we know some things about, some, sometimes a lot of them from the Old Testament. But in addition to being a list of names, Matthew chapter 1 is a record of the grace of God. Several people on this list would have been put on the shelf by the preachers that I'm talking about. They would have been set aside by the self-righteous as people whom God can't and wouldn't and shouldn't use. Here are some examples. Abraham. Matthew chapter 1 verse 2 mentions him. And of course, you know from the Old Testament that Abraham was the father of the Jewish race. He was the one to whom God gave the promises, the Abrahamic covenant. He, he, and so the Bible tells us he believed God, but the Bible also tells us that he impregnated his wife's servant. And he did so in order to help God out because God wasn't coming through with the promise that he had made as quickly as Abraham and his wife wanted. A lot of believers would put him on the shelf because of his sexual act with Hagar. Jacob, in chapter 1, verse 2, Matthew chapter 1, verse 2, talks about Jacob. He stole his brother's birthright, his brother's birthright and deceived his father to steal his brother's blessing. Many people would put him on the shelf because he was a thief and a liar. David and Bathsheba, although Bathsheba is not named, she's called Uriah's wife. And the fact that they're mentioned together and that she's mentioned as Uriah's wife reminds us that their relationship started with adultery. David also murdered Bathsheba's husband, so he's guilty of murder and adultery. God had multiple reasons to put David on the shelf. Now, I could go on from this list even, but you get the point. It is true that some sins disqualify people from serving as an elder or deacon. But nobody who is in Christ is ever on the shelf completely. You may not qualify for certain aspects of ministry, certain positions of ministry, but God can and will use you if you trust in him, even if you aren't qualified for an official biblical office. This chapter, Matthew chapter 1, is more than a genealogy. It's a record of the grace of God. Every person listed in this chapter, except for Jesus himself, of course, but everyone else was a sinner. And no sinner is truly worthy of, being, of serving or being used by God. Every sinner belongs on the shelf, really, if you think about it. But God is so gracious and so powerful that he chooses to use sinners for his purpose and his glory 
Sinners that others would put on the shelf and never use again. Have you concluded that God can't or won't use you because of your past sins? Do you have present struggles that make you feel unusable for God? Repent of the sins, of course, and turn from them if they're ongoing. But then put those thoughts out of your mind. If murders and polygamists and adulterers and other kinds of sinners can be part of the genealogical line of Jesus Christ, then any and every sinner can be forgiven and used by God in some way to glorify him. I hope this helps you in your Christian life. God bless you and have a great day.